There is dancing in the streets. And no, I don't mean the Grateful Dead song. Dancing in the streets throughout Crown Heights last night. Why? Because Shalom Rubashkin was freed. Dancing, music, people handing out vodka shots, giving out blessings, celebrating. And I first heard the news moments after it happened, and I was not celebrating. At least not immediately. And that actually caught me off guard. Because here was a guy who was sentenced for bank fraud. 27 years, a sentence that was so over the top and crazy that four different attorneys general had petitioned multiple presidential administrations saying, yes, he did wrong things, but 27 years, even for the hundreds of counts of bank fraud for which he was convicted, is crazy. It's bad sentencing. It's bad law. It doesn't make sense. So in 2009, Shalom Rabashkin is given this 27-year sentence in a federal prison. He serves over eight and a half years. And yesterday, President Trump issues his first presidential commutation. It was not a pardon. He remains a convicted felon. That's Rubashkin. Trump is a different matter. He remains a convicted felon. He served those years and they will always be with him. But his sentence was commuted in line with exactly what both Republican and Democratic attorneys general and lawmakers from both parties have been requesting for quite some time. This was, by all accounts, a triumph for justice and a move against over-sentencing and over-punishing for a whole variety of rather unsavory reasons. So why wasn't I immediately and unqualifiably happy? I really had to ask myself that. And the truth of the matter is, and I am not proud to admit it, It is because my first reaction was, long before there was bank fraud, Shalom Rabashkin presided over a company in which hundreds and hundreds of people, in thousands of instances, were taken advantage of, either because they were undocumented aliens or they were recent legal immigrants to the United States of America. And it was, in fact, the raids against their plant, the agricultural processor's plants in Iowa, that gave rise to the research into his unsavory business practices, which got him convicted. And last night, my immediate reaction was, I cannot believe it. A terrible injustice is being undone. And yet a big piece of me imagines it's being undone because the people who were wronged most directly and immediately were those undocumented aliens and recent immigrants from Central and South America. And how perfectly that seems to fit with the policies and practices of the current administration. And then without stepping away from those concerns one iota, I have to admit that something is really wrong with me, I fear. Because whatever differences and disagreements there are about policy toward immigrants in this country, how could I be so wrapped up in that and so angry about that that it keeps me from appreciating something that is being done well and justly? That just because I'm frustrated with or even angry at the messenger, I can't appreciate the message. 
Whatever problems there are, in my view, with the current administration's approach toward immigrants and immigration policy, when any of us, including me who's speaking now, get so wrapped up in our anger, in our frustration, in our righteous indignation, that we can't appreciate that very often good things come from places we might not think are so good. When I get so wrapped up in a particular position or political fight that when justice is done, I can't immediately appreciate it because I don't like the person who did justice, that itself is a kind of injustice. That itself is a kind of stupidity. That itself is a kind of dogmatic doctrinaire response which if not as seriously misguided as the policies of the current administration I oppose, it's damn near close. And so those few minutes of resistance passed and I was able to celebrate Shalom Rabashkin's release because it is the right thing to do. But the real question the morning after and in every morning as we move forward is are any of us really ready to put big notions of justice and country and mutual support ahead of the very real policy debates and differences we have. We should still have those debates and those differences. They are real, they are substantive, they are important, and people's lives hang in the balance of which way we go. But people's lives also hang in the balance of our ability to see past those differences and to appreciate justice when it comes, regardless of who brings it. Shalom Rabashkin knows that this morning, and I know it better too.